You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but I'm really not that Matt Smith. And we're from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts, specifically this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who, The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love and talk about it episode by episode, and our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. If you like our shows, please review them on iTunes. Uh, shout out to LizzieBeth03 for giving us a great five-star review. Thank you so much. Please, listeners, keep them coming. They are very helpful. Uh, but if you have questions, comments, or concerns, you're going to want to email those to us at podcast at mindrobber.net where we can respond to you either on the show or in the email itself Uh, but if you want to start a discussion that everybody can see then you're going to go to the website mindrobber.net and leave a comment on the post for this episode and uh, we'll comment back and and then you can comment back and there's there's there'll be a whole discussion thing going on which will be nice. Uh, and finally, uh, tell your friends that you listen. Uh, tell them on Twitter. Tell them in person. Tell them on Facebook. Whatever. Uh, do it. And uh, let us know if it works. Matt, how are you? Hello. I'm, I'm good, man. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Today we're talking about The Crimson Horror, uh, which is Mark Gatiss' second episode of the season. Uh, and I'm sure we have thoughts. I've watched it twice. Uh, you, you only had a chance to watch it once, but you just watched it just like last week. Yeah. And it was a hell of uh, my reasoning is because I had a hell of a yesterday. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I can vouch for that. Uh, so I I guess uh, starting with overall thoughts, um, I have, I have a couple of things. I would consider the half of this episode that I enjoyed the best to be the best thing that Gatiss has ever written. The first half was still well written, but I didn't care because the doctor wasn't in it. Is that bad? No. Okay. Because I really didn't care about the first half of this. Like the first 20 minutes, I was just like, okay, when's the doctor showing up? When's the doctor? Because sh- I don't <laughs> care about these characters. I don't watch Doctor Who for a spin off show. I just don't. So uh, I really was bored by the first half. And then once the doctor showed up, I actually think it was probably the best thing Gatiss has written um, hmm. for that half. I wish it had been the whole episode like that. And then I, I would have really enjoyed this. Um, I think I have to give, I think I have to give Cold War the heads above this one because it's a better episode overall. Uh, but that back half of this one I really liked. I don't know. What did you think? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think that I I, I liked it. I liked it fine. 
but my problem is that these stories are just ridiculously disposable um and you compare stuff like that's in series seven in the Moffat era to the stuff that's from before and you just have stories where it's like i don't know you can't miss this you can't miss that um and those happen quite a bit more in previous seasons than they do here like so much of this season has been very disposable and completely forgettable and i doubt that this would play very great on rewatch for me like i can't imagine ever like desiring to watch this again not wanting to watch it just desiring to watch it um and i think that you're not wrong about the the split i found it vaguely interesting because it was like they're going for dr light my problem was like they just didn't commit and you said the first half but i was watching it the doctor shows up about 14 minutes into this it's a 44 minute story so the doctor showing up is basically the start of your like second act um which is fine but it's one of those things where you can tell that gatus is like trying to make it work um and it's not nearly as ambitious as I feel like it needs to be. Compare that to something like, what's a good example? Um, Love and Monsters or even A Good Man Goes to War, where the Doctor doesn't show up until halfway through the first episode. Or Love and Monsters, where he doesn't really show up until the end. Um, and it's just kind of weird, because it's one of those things where it's like, they're tr- they start by trying to tell a... Uh, Victorian Torchwood story. Like, the, I call them Victorian Torchwood, because they are... Um, with Bastard, Jenny, and Strax, and then it turns into a Doctor Who story, and it's like, okay, well, then the first third just feels like kind of a waste of time. Because, um, like, I don't know, because of things later on. Um, I, I liked it fine, but it's just, like, it's just ultimately ridiculously forgettable, and I don't, I just don't care about Strax and Jenny and Vastra. I have a lot of thoughts about their use here. Um but it was just forgettable and kind of okay, uh, kind of weird. And I didn't, they made a choice in this that I think was a huge waste opportunity that I'd love to get into when we get to spoilers and talk about the villain. Um, but uh, yeah, those are my thoughts. All right. Well, before we get into it, uh, this reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, our absolute edition graphic novel collection at 35 to 45% off, plus new release specials at 50% off every week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Go there and order your comics, because why would you go anywhere else? This is what I ask you. That's what they need. Uh, so the Crimson Horror... Um, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I feel like, I feel like the, the, the Torchwood trio are really important for the first, or, or seemingly really important for that first, like, uh, bit. And then once the doctor shows up, they don't really do anything. Yes. S- yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's that's a that's a problem that's systemic with Doctor Who, which is that because all stories can be Doctor Who stories, the Doctor ends up taking the narrative of of the story from people. So, like, I was talking to someone once who was writing a Torchwood fan fiction, um, and the Doctor showed up, and the Torchwood fan fiction, and the Master was there, and you know, the idea is that the Doctor was like going to take off, and he's like, "Oh, can I pal along with you on this one?" And it's like. Uh, that's not what the Doctor does. The second the Doctor walks into a Torchwood story, it becomes a Doctor Who story. So, like, the Doctor can't show up in Torchwood, which was the same problem here. Like, the second that the Doctor enters the narrative, 
it ceases to become about Jenny Strax and Vastra and becomes about the Doctor. And that's fine, but it I, I don't think it works. I, I think that it's there's a there's a short-sightedness here that I don't think they caught on. Like, if you have the Doctor show up halfway through, that's fine. The Doctor shows up a third of the way through, and then they explain everything. And it's like, okay, well, I'm less interested. Hmm. See, I, I couldn't care less about, about the Torchwood trio. So, like, I don't <laughs> I, I don't think that – I don't want to see the Doctor story in flashback. Like, I just want to see it. Like, I'm watching and, – and granted, that was a cool flashback. Like, I liked how it was directed and everything. Yes. But uh, if you're going to show that to me, then why not just have that be the episode? No, I, I agree. I, I'm I just – I, I don't I don't know why we were following – the Torchwood trio for the, for the first third of this. I don't, yeah, I don't either. Um, especially because when you think about it, like I was like, I was like, there was a point where in the, at the end of the flashbacks, like you get that guy just randomly walking into the room. And I was like, who the hell is that guy? Like mm-hmm. I legit did not know who it was. And it wasn't until you said you were just talking just now that I was like, Oh, that's the guy from the beginning, and that's how he saw the doctor when he died, which is ridiculously contrived. Like, that's so contrived for them to go with that sort of solution. Mm-hmm. And it's with that that the trio get involved in the in the storyline. But it's just like it's just like it's just it just feels like filler and waste of time, especially because nothing was done with any of those characters. Um uh, I'm not opposed to the Strax, Jenny, and Vastra. The problem is that they don't do anything with them. Jenny is arguably the most, like, interesting of all of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, what do we actually know about her as a person? And this is her third appearance. We don't really know anything because there's really nothing there except for the fact that she has this relationship with Vastra that is sexual and romantic but is never actually played on screen. So I don't know anything. Oh, and she apparently knows Kung Fu, which is a character quirk, a character trait, not an actual like thing. She does character skill, actually not a trait. I apologize. Um, why is my question? Like why? Like you don't do anything with these characters and that's my problem with it. Um, cause I, I think that there's merit in a Victorian Torchwood team led by a Silurian, a, a, uh, a Centaurian in rehab and a, uh, a badass kung fu chick, but uh, you have to give me more than what they've been giving me, um, mm-hmm. which is nothing. So it's less than interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I will disagree with you that uh, outside of their the, the poor use of them, um, I think the rest of the episode was fine. And I don't I don't I have no uh, qualms about Doctor Who just being a science fiction story and that's it. And it means nothing outside of that. I couldn't care less. I just want good stories. I don't care if it connects to any kind of higher narrative. Like it doesn't really matter to me. Uh, That's not where my interests lie. So I, and I think that this, I think this stands out as a, as a pretty solid story. Once the doctor enters, Um, it's just structurally. I think that, it should have started with the doctor, and I, obviously the reason why they do the 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 thing with them and not him is because they were trying to overschedule the show, um, which apparently was necessary after splitting off this season. Um, <laughs> after splitting it off, putting it off for a year, splitting it off, and you still don't have time to shoot the doctor and everything. Yeah. Uh. So. so <laughs> which is a whole other problem, but 
but I, 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 I like the story. Like I like the story a lot. Um, sure. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think if, if this, if it had been structured the way that, uh, I wish it had, I think this would have been easily hands down, easily my favorite Gatus episode. Sure. No. And I don't disagree. Um, and I think that there's a lot here, but it's weird. Cause like, there is no way you were going to get this because we haven't covered this story yet. But I was really waiting for this to be a Happiness Patrol crossover. Uh, <laughs> I know you haven't seen the Happiness Patrol, but the villain in the Happiness Control Patrol is a is a giant robot who looks like a candy gram, like a giant thing of candy. Have you seen this thing? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, the Candyman. I I I thought it was the Candyman. Like, I thought she's like, Mr. Sweet. Oh, that's a hint. It's the Candyman. And they're dumping people in, like, red goo. That's kind of exactly what the Candyman does. Like, he just dumps people in, like, sweet things. Hmm. Like, I was ready for it to be that. And then I saw that it was, like, a a weird little Martian parasite. And I was just like, all right, I guess that works for me. Um, But, it like, I really just wanted it to be the Candyman, which is my problem um, cause that's my own expectations. Uh, but the, the rest of it was just like, okay. I mean, I, I liked it fine. There wasn't anything, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but the problem is like, I just find most of everything about this very forgettable. Mm. Um, see, is- see what's interesting about this is like, if they were going to do a Dr. Light episode, like I would have almost rather them, I would have rathered them focus on Ada, who was a fascinating character. Uh, yeah. I really liked Ada a lot. This is like this is like the what is this the second episode this season where where I've I've preferred the guest companion to the actual companion. <laughs> um, I really liked Ada. Like I thought she was really like kind of heartbreaking and great. Um, mm-hmm. and it it it. Uh, I wish she would have gotten more screen time. Um, sure, yeah. I don't know. No, uh, no, you're you're right. She's a great character um yeah. and really really interesting and really well done really like what i like about this and this is like also a direction thing but metstein really just digs into like the classic b movie tropes of uh gatus's script mm-hmm. and uh, there's just stuff in here where you're just like oh this just feels like a schlocky b movie um and like like just the reds and the mm-hmm. and the, the the look of her like she reminds me of uh uh what's that movie don't look now um, Nicholas Rogues don't look now where they have a blind woman in it who mm-hmm. just, you know, just the, the, the weirdness of the look that they give her, the reds of her, the red of her hair, the color, the clothes she dresses, the way she carries herself all feel like a very much like a seventies horror B movie sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really, really liked, but they, and they really should have played with her more just cause she's just an interesting you're right. She's such an interesting person. Like the relationship between her and her mother is really interesting, and they they hinge her on it. And she's very like she. I feel like they never do anything with the two of them, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, but it's like that's the thing. It's like it's just you look at it and it's like okay, that's a wasted opportunity. That's a wasted opportunity. And like at a certain point, you just get death by a thousand cuts. Like that's and that's like emblematic of everything in the Moffat era. Like you just get all these choices where it's like okay, this is a better choice. This is a better choice. And then you're like okay, well. I'm less interested in this because of these reasons. And that's the problem. Mm. I don't know. I, <laughs> that's like, that's my thing. Um, but Metzstein, I mean, Metzstein did the snowman and he did dinosaurs on spaceship and he did town called mercy. He, he can direct doctor who anytime he wants. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Mm-hmm. 
Like he's really good. Yeah, no, the direction on this was excellent. Um, I yeah yeah definitely. <laughs> and then uh, what else? Oh oh, know who's great all the time? Like all the time, they need to give him more lines. They need to give Strax all of the lines. Like why why he is not you know a breakout character on this show i don't know because it's not like they're forcing him Mm -hmm. like it's he's so effortless like he's just so so wonderfully effortless at everything he does like Mm -hmm. we should do an entire podcast that's completely irony like that that should should be a thing we do Uh. (laughs) just to see if anyone get it no i hate strikes um he can go away as far as i'm concerned i just not a fan Hmm. not a fan you don't say yeah, uh, maybe maybe if they pushed him a little harder on me, I just feel like they're not doing enough with him. Um, <laughs> they're actually not doing enough with him. <laughs> no, you're you're not wrong. That's like it's the funny. problem. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that he's they're forcing him down our throat and then doing nothing with him. They're just like here, uh, take this thing. Uh, what are you gonna do with it? I'm gonna just move it a little. like that like that's it like that's they they just you know they just stick him on a popsicle stick and move him around and and just be like i want to shoot my gun you can't shoot your gun okay that's i'm gonna kill this horse yeah i'm gonna kill it right now it's hilarious it's like uh, get it because he killed because he killed four horses this week i'm just i'm just i'm just i just don't like warmongering characters i just think they're rarely interesting sure um, that's why I've never liked Centaurans. That's why I don't really like Leela. Uh, Yet. Yet. I, you're I, going I, to like Leela. No, I won't. Um, no, great. no, I won't. Uh, I don't like warmongering characters. I just don't. I have no interest in, in savage warmongering characters. Um, and, uh, also dumb. Uh, the the end of this where it's just like oh Strax finally gets to shoot his gun by taking out the old lady, and it's like <laughs> this big heroic moment, but really it's just I shoot my gun, he shoots his gun better, and she's dead. Like that's really it. There like there was no, it wasn't <laughs> like a build up to anything. It wasn't remotely heroic. It was probably like. The worst directed moment in the episode. Not yes. to say that Saul Metstein could have done any better, because if the script says he's at the top of the chimney, there's only one way to direct that, <laughs> and it's the way he did. Uh, that was just a poor decision all around. Yeah, um, it was not. It was not very good. Also, has Strax ever shot anyone? Have we actually seen that? I mean, I know that he's a nurse, and that's the joke. But in, I mean, in, he could- I think in Good Man Goes to War, he shot people, right? Sure, sure. I mean, I mean, after they decided that he was a supporting character on the show. Well, he's only been in one <laughs> other episode since then. Uh, uh, now it's two, and he still hasn't shot anything. Like, well, he shot the old like lady. The, yeah, and four horses. <laughs> four horses off screen. No, there's a point in this where he goes total John Rambo on the world, like total John Rambo, and he doesn't hit anyone. They're standing there like idiots. And he's a Centauran. You want, and he's running. You really want to expect me to believe he's not going to hit anything. Mm-hmm. I know it's a kid's show, but come on. Like, I don't I, like. I don't like that Jenny's more badass than he is. Um, <laughs> like, like I mean, it's cool. Like I'm, I'm pro her being badass. I am. But he's a Centauran. He's genetically 
built to be badass and he's not <laughs> he's just kind of awful um yes. i i actually honestly i don't like the the whole idea of centaurans being a joke ever since they brought them back in series four like they've been they've really just been like oh let's give a potato a gun that's funny like that's what they've been since they came back <laughs> and and i i kind of hate that especially considering like you know i i, I watched their first appearance and i'm like this is one of my favorite episodes of doctor who ever yes and i hate warmongering characters and yet this is still one of my favorite episodes of doctor who ever uh, and then, and then they're like, let's bring them back and just make them, make them a joke because that's funny. Um, I, I don't, uh, how about, no, the, how about somebody politics. redeems the Centaurans? How about that? <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think it is either because it seems like at least not until we get a new showrunner because Moffat and, 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 and Davies both have just thought Centaurans are just hilarious. Um, well, to be fair, there is an element of them where they're just so over the top that it's completely insane. Like, I get that. Well, um, no, I get that too. But again, that's a thing of the era that that has nothing. Like every villain in old Doctor Who, like there's no such thing as an understated classic Who villain. Um, <laughs> like there's just no, you're right, you're right. there's just not. Come on. Uh, so so to say that it's just. No, they just think they look silly, so they didn't feel the need to update them at all. They just – they made their makeup look a little better, and then they're like, let's just keep them the way they are because they're hilarious. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you to watch, like, Invasion of Time. You're going to hate it. Oh, so I'm much. I'm sure I am. I, I, remember remember, remember the 15 seconds of glory? That's like that's – no, like, imagine that. It's stretched out to two episodes and not funny. I don't want that. <laughs> Um, and then the two doctors, I mean, but, but like, look at it this way. Robert Holmes has the opportunity to bring back the Centaurans and the two doctors and he does nothing with them. I mean, that's part, part of my favorite argument about that story is a Robert Sherman based argument, which is that Holmes is doing something really cynical there where he's just like, you guys want Centaurans. I'm going to give you Centaurans and they're going to do nothing. And then I'm going to create like arguably the best aliens I've ever created. And they're not going to be Centaurans. And everyone's going to know that the two doctors is a Centauran story. Like, that's the argument. And it's hilarious because the Centaurans do nothing in that story. Like, they do nothing. Mm-hmm. It's 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 amazing. But, like, that's the thing is, like, you're right. There is a market for good Centaurans, but they're just they, – they haven't tapped it yet. Nothing has ever beaten the Time Warrior. And by that, I mean nothing has come close mm-hmm. ever to beating the Time Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's dumb. And I get, like, the desire to play it off as, as comic – like, I get wanting to play it off as comic relief, but the problem is that, like, he has no redeeming qualities other than comic relief. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to make him the bat, like, the the hilarious jokester Kramer character that he is, like, the, <laughs> the, the breakout, like, every line is hilarious. He's basically the Fonz <laughs> of Doctor Who. Look, um, look, I'm not going to lie. I would watch, I would watch a Doctor Who episode where Strax comes through a door funny. <laughs> I think I have my Doctor Who spec. Uh, <laughs> it's just going to be 45 minutes of that. It's a time loop. And then at the end, the doctor just the, – the doctor walks through the door and goes, there. And then it's really confusing. Um, but, <laughs> but like, I'm fine with there being a comic relief Centauran character. Like, the Centauran in the Time Warrior is the straight man, but he's also really funny. Um, the problem is, like, there are no redeeming qualities to him. He is not – badass he is not interesting there's nothing to him um 
And it's just like, it doesn't take much to give him something at all. This is a guy who's been shamed by his entire culture. And all he can do is be a constant joke. Mm-hmm. And I get that that's part of the thing, but it's like, well, you have the Centauran, but you're not doing anything with him. Mm. Like, for God's sake, just do something with him. God, I even know how to fix Strax. Ugh. Hmm? It's the worst. Like, you can fix Strax. You can fix him. You can give him an awesome episode. Awesome hmm. episode. Like, the Centaurans show up. There's, like, a Centauran invasion story. He's there. They cut, like, he can, he can, like, his, his gut is to go with them. They're just like, ha, you suck. Get out of here. And so he leaves. He's downtrodden. Then some, like, somebody, like the doctor or whoever is just like, don't let them talk to you like that. And then he takes down the Centauran single handedly. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like, like Strax John McClane. Yeah. <laughs> Centauran hard. Tell um, me that wouldn't be awesome. No, it'd be great. It'd be so great. But he's left. He's left doing nothing. I know. Like, like he is literally. What's the what's what's the better joke? Mm-hmm. Like the best joke in the I'm gonna shoot the horse scene is the fact that there's a kid who's a walking Thomas guide because his name is Thomas. <laughs> that is hilarious. Like that is so much funnier than anything Strax said in this episode. <laughs> like that joke when he said that when that happened, I was like, okay. That was funny. <laughs> like, that was – what's your name? Thomas. Thomas, sir. And you're like, nice. Like, <laughs> this is a Thomas guide. That's fantastic. But they, they give it to – they give all the jokes to Strax and it's like, you have someone who doesn't do anything. And then you toss it over to Vastra. What did Vastra do here? Honestly, what did she do? She made a guy faint once. Oh, 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 that that was a joke that worked all three times it happened. <laughs> I literally, I was watching, I was watching this, and I was, I was, I was, I was in front of the show, uh, Meg Stags, while I was doing it, and and he just walks around the corner as the TARDIS is appearing. I'm like, oh, watch, he's gonna, he's gonna faint right now. <laughs> he's gonna faint right now. This is it. This is your punchline, and it, it happened. Like, uh... like it was, it was, it was fine the first time. Although my question is, like, does the veil really fool people? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I just, I see it as a thing where it's like, I don't know. I just accept that it is fooling people and that it's not fooling us because we're the audience and they want us to see her. Sure. So, so it's one of those things where I'm just like, ah, use your imagination. <laughs> sure. No, I, I get that. I just think it's really funny. It's like, what did you think was under there? Yeah. Like, it's not like it's a burka. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's not, it's not like it's that. Like, it looks like it just, it looks like she has some really serious skin disease, you guys. Like, really, mm-hmm. <laughs> really bad eczema. I See, like, I don't know. I think, uh, I think the fainting is silly. But for me, like, there's an angle on it that kind of works for me just because I love the idea that the guy keeps getting used to stuff. And then as soon as he gets used to stuff, something else weird happens. <laughs> yeah. See, what my favorite my favorite thing would have been would have been <laughs> instead of the TARDIS at the end, he just walks up like he walks up and then Aid is there and then he fa- faints. Like that would have been that would have been my ideal ideal joke because mm. she looked she looked she looked freaky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess the other thing that we met, we should mention is uh, Diana Rigg, who plays the uh, evil Mrs. Sweet. I suppose we're calling her no Mrs. Uh, Gillyflower. So, I watched it once. Um, <laughs> I know <laughs> Mrs. Gillyflower. That's uh, what I'm okay. here for. That's what I'm here for. 
Oh, thank thank you for actually correcting me on something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Mrs. Gillyflower, what did you think of Mrs. Gillyflower? I gotta know. Um, she was about as understated as a classic Who villain. Um, but <laughs> but I I also feel like I don't know. It kind of worked for the story that we were being given. Um. For the most part, maybe I mean she was at like an eleven. Maybe she could have been at like a nine or an eight, uh, and it would have been a little better. But uh, I don't know. Eh, whatever. It's yeah. It's yeah, what it I, is. I never, it feels I, like you know what it feels like. She feels like a Russell T Davies villain, big time. Um, yeah. she in no way feels like she belongs in the Muffet era, uh, at all. But she absolutely like. Uh, that that her whole storyline like this the whole plot of this story oh my god could have been a russell t davies episode easily oh sure without a doubt it, and it and it has like the hallmarks of that when mm-hmm. i like the callback of it that was really nice um yeah i i never thought that the villain from dinosaurs on a spaceship would look positively like demure like <laughs> like like he was not he was not very good also by the way that was an episode that happened that one time yeah. um but 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 like looking at her like i was like wow you just you just love twirling that mustache don't you yeah like, <laughs> yeah just she like does. just like full cat she had the full cackle she had just like she just like she, and like i was watching it and maybe it i maybe this was clearer when i watched it this what if i watched it a second time whoa what was her rationale for that plan was it was there uh was it, was i think there? i i uh, i forget exactly but like uh, i think it was something along the lines was like she was building that town like the 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 sweet town or whatever and i think the town that she was building was going to be protected like i think she was trying to restart the world basically uh yeah with the poison so she was going to kill uh, all the people who weren't worthy to live in the town with her. Uh, yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh, interesting choice. Yeah. <laughs> interesting, interesting yeah. choice. I did um, really love that line where she was like – it was it was played perfectly where she goes uh, – she, she was like uh, – he was like in the wrong hands. It could be uh, – uh, it could be like abused and used for really dark, evil purposes. And she's just like, she's just like, look at these. And she like waves her hands at him, and she's like, they're the wrong ones. And then walks, away. and then just yeah. like pimps off. I was like, yeah. that was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> that was that was as that was as like B movie crazy as it could be. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing I love about this is that. At the very least, Moffat uh, – not Moffat. Gatiss goes for something that's just completely madcap B-movie. Yeah. Um, and, like, super throwbacky and super wacky, and I like that. Like, th- even the stuff with the Doctor in Flashback where he's – they're going through all those, like – it's like a montage, basically, of just pieces. Although, uh, interesting fact. Clara, I don't think, had more than two lines in that entire flashback. Just a, just a, just a thing to notice about the person who is our companion. Yeah. Um – uh, the jaunty music in that was the best thing that Murray Gold has ever written. Uh, <laughs> it was so like it was just like it was just like classy pipe organ. Like it was just oh, it was so wonderful. I was just <laughs> watching it. And I was just like oh, that's so nice. That's so wonderfully, wonderfully nice. Um, but I like that's the thing is like you can't argue. I don't know. You can't argue Gatiss. Um. Uh, going for something and then everyone kind of being on board for that. Like, I kind of like that because the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Oh, this is just a total schlock fest. Mm -hmm. And 
that's fine. I like that. I like that they went for something totally different and it mostly worked. And that's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'll be honest. I didn't this, hate it. <laughs> I'll be honest. This plays a lot better the second time. Not to say that you need to like run out and do it. But oh, I'm not going to. But it does. It does play a lot better the second time. Mm. Like a lot better. Mm. Um, the first half still doesn't, but the rest of it a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Once I once I once I go back and look at it, it's just like a it's just like a completely. In, the more I look back on it, is a completely insane that. Mm-hmm. The more I'm like, oh, that first scene is great. Mm-hmm. The one where the guy's just like the guy's just like I have to go in there, and he goes in, and she's like, "What happened?" She's like, "He's dead." <laughs> ah! <And> she's like, <laughs> "That's good." <laughs> that 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 to me is a little more like that. Just makes it so ridiculous, and all the colors and the palettes. Although it's silly, uh, we haven't talked about the doctor and him being really sunburned. Um, yep, <laughs> uh, he's so sunburned, sunburned he can't even touch himself. Yeah, well, that sounds like a sunburn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, oh, the poor guy. Like, he just looked at, like he was in so much pain. Yeah, and I love. And that then the he, venom he, is- he goes into the capsule with intense aloe vera. <laughs> that's what that. That's what that green is on the on the on the on the um, on, on the yeah on the, uh, sonic screwdriver. Yeah, which by the way, also used for a dick joke in this, which was really not. Well done enough. Uh, I like, like you have this thing that actually has spring loaded pop top action and you don't go for the spring loaded pop top action at the dick joke. Like, I guess that's too racy for the BBC. No, really? Like, uh, come on, come on. It's so easy. (laughs) I want, I really want to cut of this where the only thing that's different is that shot. Like just change, just change that shot to just him. Just popping it. That'd be hilarious. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, 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 there are episodes I, I, I disliked more than this, this season. Oh, sure. So, oh, sure. um, but that being said, <laughs> oh, I'm glad we're on the other side of this because whoo. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get we'll get there in a minute. Okay, well, let's, okay let's talk about it. Like, hang on, hang on. Everyone relax, uh, because we want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic books, statues, action figures, anything else you can get from the local comic shop. You place your orders three to, two to three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off. Regular discounts are 40% off. You ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five flat rate shipping thanks to DCBService.com as you were, sir. Nightmare and Silver, holy crap. Uh, first of all, okay, couple of things. Ah, uh, the end of this, where we get the end of this episode, where we 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 basically set up the fact that the two kids that she babysits are going to be featured in the in the Neil Gaiman episode. I was like, oh my god, kids on the TARDIS, finally! How <laughs> I I can't tell you how long I've been I've been championing uh, uh, children companions. Like mm. I've been wanting that so bad. Um, because, uh, would be awesome. Would be awesome. And I understand for practical reasons why you can't do that, uh, because kids can't work as long as adults can. Um, so I get it. I do. You'd have to keep finding reasons to have them captured or sent away or whatever. Um, and that would be, uh, problematic. Uh, but, uh, oh man. 
Oh man, I am so excited. Like th- them being part of the Neil Gaiman episode is a great idea. And then as soon as I saw that the Neil Gaiman episode takes place in an abandoned amusement park, I just, my heart just stopped and I died and then came back <laughs> Yeah, uh, and watched the trailer again. Oh, I haven't rewatched the trailer. That I don't remember the last time I was so excited for a new Doctor Who episode. <sighs> like... I don't, I don't remember. Like I, it, it pre series seven, way pre series seven. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like I, I really like the trailer to hide. <laughs> this, 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 hide what? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then pre, and then probably series six. Going back to God, Doctor's wife. What? No, because even the doctor's wife didn't look as enticing as this does. Yeah. And we had no idea what was coming with the doctor's wife. Right, that's Like, true. we had no idea. All I'd love with the doctor's wife is because you see it, not because you see the trailer. Like, you have to go back all the way to, God, Impossible, no, impossible Astronaut, maybe? And be. if not Impossible Astronaut, then Pandora opens. Like, you have to go that far. That's insane. That's nuts. That's crazy. And I'm just like, and I'm just like, well, at least we have a really good trailer. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be really good. Um, I can't. I really can't wait. I honestly didn't like the last scene. I thought the last scene was just like uh, so contrived. I love that they're like, we'll tell our dad. And I literally just go like, this is this is the exact amount of time that I had to process this because they smash cut right into the next time she's like we'll tell her dad i'm like yeah because your dad's gonna believe that clara can time travel you guys clara you are so much smarter than this as a person like you are so much smarter than this as a person but oh my god that trailer oh whoo whoo i mean maybe this blows up in my face but whoo that that trailer man yep i i cannot i cannot wait for next week Ugh. at all at all, I can't. I can't remember the last time I was so excited for an episode. Oh my At god, all. that'll be one oh. that I'll just be counting down the seconds to getting it. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Oh, buddy, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Like I can't even. I can't even wait. And we have a new director, which is really exciting. Uh, um, everything shuts down next Saturday in my life. Oh yeah. No. The next Saturday. Uh, what are your plans? I'm watching. I'm watching Doctor Who. You guys. Yeah. Probably twice. Uh, cannot wait cannot wait in the meantime however uh, you can follow us on twitter I'm twitter.com slash scott corelli also scott commentary where I do live tweet things from time to time but not for a while Uh, also check out our other podcast the mind robbers where uh, this past week we did our 50th episode where we talked about our top 10 favorite films of all time uh, and answered some some uh, some email and stuff, um, yeah, which was a great episode and live. I mean, like last week's was live. This this show was live, but uh, Mind Robbers was great and live. Yep, it's it true. Was great live. True yeah. story. True story. Also. Uh, should be on the site at the same time as this. Uh, we recently reviewed Iron Man three. Uh, put it out as a special episode. Uh, spoiler filled. So if you haven't seen the movie, you're not going to want to listen to it. But if you have, you should listen to it and enjoy it. And we're we're planning on doing a, a bunch of those this summer. Uh, Iron Man three, Star Trek Into Darkness, uh, Man of Steel. 
the list Pacific goes on. Mother fracking rim. Yep, Pacific Rim. Absolutely. Um, so uh, stay tuned for all that stuff. Subscribe to the Mind Robber so you don't miss our reviews of all the big Summer Temple movies. Um, and then uh, check out the Mind Robbers Versus, where we're doing Superman again this week. And then next week we return to Batman the Animated Series. Uh, and, and pretty soon, I mean, not that soon, but soon, uh, eventually we're going to get to like Batman Beyond and Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited, um, all of which is on Netflix Instant. So that's you awesome. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungan, and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD Commentary, where I live tweet stuff. Um, when I finish The Americans, I'm going to watch Smash. I guess that's my reward for watching really great television. <laughs> Whoops. That's, <laughs> that's the opposite of how that's supposed to work. <laughs> the opposite of how it's supposed to work, but whew. Okay, um, so, so there's that, and like Scott said, the other podcast. Uh, also, to point out, uh, we will be returning back to the classic Who um, once... A uh, couple uh, of weeks. Just two weeks. Yeah. Like, we're, like, that close. Because yeah. um, there's next week is Nightmare in Silver, and then we're doing the, the, the Name of the Doctor. I guess I just spoiled the finale for you. It's called The Name of the Doctor. Um, I think everyone knows that by now. You have to, If you don't know it, you should... And it's not really like it's a, it's a title. You Let's be say. honest, you guys. They're not going to say what his name is. It's not going to happen. It's a hat trick. No, it's a hat they're trick. Not, they're, not, they're not doing it. They're, they're just going to be like, "Hey, name of the doctor, right? Ah, oh, remember that time we killed the doctor? Yeah, that didn't happen either. Oh my god, he has a name." <laughs> um. Uh, which also, if you look up, uh, uh, uh. Matt's something. I I did a thing over it. I think it was Crave. It was Crave or Slate. I don't remember where I talked about what I think the name of the doctor was. And it wasn't witty or sardonic at all. Uh, and not me just poking fun at the entire concept. Um, uh, so you can find that other people did too. I apparently I'm like first build on that. And Fraser <laughs> Hines is beneath me. It's weird. Um, uh, I don't understand. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it also that, doesn't read to... sardonic at all, which is probably why it got posted. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and, and, and like literally when you, when you read it and I tell you it's sardonic, you're just like, Oh, he really doesn't care. Does he? <laughs> um, so on the other side of the name of the doctor, we're returning to the classic series. We're going to watch the robots of death, <clears throat> which is amazing. Um, Can't Scott's going to lose his damn mind. Can't wait. Uh, uh, the rescue, which is a first doctor story. That'll be out the week after robots of death. And then we're going to go into the 10th Doctor, the Impossible Planet, and Satan Pit, which I'm pumped for. And um, I don't like that story. So that'll be an interesting conversation. I'm very interested in it. And then many, 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 many more things in our slow march to Androzani. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of which. I, oh, good segue. What? Yeah. I edited a trailer uh, for uh, the, uh, the case of Androzani just for funsies. Uh, and, and that is not true in editing practice. <laughs> um, so, uh, you should, uh, you guys should watch that. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, I'll probably just post it on the website. So check the website, um, and you'll see a link to the YouTube, uh, video of the trailer that I edited. I, I took the episode, I, and I just made a trailer out of it, um, using new who music. Uh, so it's. It makes it makes the story it makes uh, classic Who look uh, paced really differently. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's an awesome trailer. Thank you. I have this thing. I have this thing for like awesome doctor for Doctor Who stories. Put up Alice trailers. Like I like 
I like fake trailers a whole lot more than I like real trailers nowadays. Um, but <laughs> I look at, I watched it and I was just like, well, that, that's my favorite Doctor Who story that's ever been made. Um, cause, uh, cause it's, it's so, it's so excellently put together. And I'm not just saying that cause I love Scott, but just cause like, I watched it. I watched it. and I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna have to watch that again because right <laughs> <laughs> it's so because it's just relentless. Um, wow. And you should watch it. Everyone should watch it. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll post that on the website. So look for that right underneath this post for this episode. Uh, please, please watch it um, and like it, it if you watch it. Please like it on on the YouTube because so help me. Like if I get any dislikes on it, like it's just gonna drop it. Like, <laughs> it'll just drop it and drop it quick. So please like it so that if I get any dislikes by any, like, random people, people who feel like being jerks, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, drop the percentage on it, like, really bad. Um, so uh, I can't control the people who dislike it, but please, you guys, go, go, go like it if you watch it, please. Um even if you don't like it anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, uh, that's our episode. And uh, next week, ho oh, ho, next week, Nightmare and Silver. Uh, bye, guys. Bye.